Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Stress. It can either facilitate or debilitate performance. And one of the keys to performing under pressure is regulating your stress systems in your breath is an excellent tool you can use to regulate your autonomic nervous system. But as our guest today will explain, our respiratory system is one of the most neglected physiological systems when it comes to physical and mental performance. My guest today is Dave Wood, and he's the founder of Integrative Training. Dave is a former intensive care paramedic that used his frontline experience in educational training in health science to develop integrative training, a comprehensive approach to optimizing health and human performance. Dave works with some of the most elite athletes on the planet, including UFC champions and rugby footballers. I've recorded two episodes with Dave. And in the first episode, he provides us with a high-level overview of integrative training. And then we begin a detailed discussion on how negative adaptations to stress can impact our breathing patterns and lead to chronic stress. And then in the next episode, we'll discuss his five-step method for intercepting stress in real time so you can respond to stress rather than react to it. One more thing. One of the beautiful things about podcasting is you get to meet amazing people from all over the world. Dave is in New Zealand, and I'm in Houston, Texas, and we met, of all places, on LinkedIn. And I have a feeling that this won't be the only time that you hear from Dave, as this guy really knows his stuff, and he is incredibly humble, which is very rare. So lock in, because now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to discuss my favorite topic, which is stress, which it's kind of weird, but I think it's really critical for the times that we're in. Can you discuss what integrated training is and how we can use it to regulate stress? Yeah, first of all, thank you very much for having me on, and I'm really stoked to be here. Um, integrated training is the name of my business, and it's come about through my own, I guess, struggles with stress and pressure over my lifetime. I worked for 12 years as an intensive care paramedic. I did a degree in health science, but they never taught us how to leverage stress and pressure. And so all of a sudden you're out on the road and you're dealing with high pressure, uh, high stress jobs. And I was finding out that early on in my career, I was getting overloaded by thought going into these jobs and I couldn't perform to my true potential because I was cognitively overloaded and I'd get sort of task focused on these jobs. And I was like, man, I've got to sort this out because, you know, I have to make clinical decisions and decisions on extrication and there's all these things going on in these highly emotive scenes. And a lot of what I'm doing now with my own business is those practical skills from being an intensive care paramedic or before that, I was a professional ocean lifeguard and even just my own practical experiences of life. And what I've sort of learned is that with all of this stuff, it has to be an integrated approach. And I guess the easiest way for me to explain that is through a practical explanation. When I work with an athlete, and when I say athlete, we're all athletes. If you sort of desk for eight hours, you're an athlete. You have to train for that. We're not designed to do that. Um, any specialization, painting, building, you're specialized, you're an athlete. And again, you have to train to be specialized. And so when I work with someone, how I look at them is just an integration of body systems. We are made up of 11 body systems. And so I break those systems down because that's where you'll find the imbalance. And just to name some of the key body systems, the skeletal system, 
the muscular system, the nervous system, the digestive system, the respiratory system, our breathing. And so I get people to allocate a number. How much time, energy, and focus do you put in on each of these systems? And most athletes, they will put the most time, energy, and focus into their cardio and their muscular system, right? And what we see time and time again is the two systems that are given the least amount of time, energy, and focus are the respiratory system, your breathing, and the nervous system. And the thing is, they are the two, you know, all these systems are important in terms of leveraging stress and pressure, but the nervous system and the breathing system are two of the most important systems in order to be able to execute under pressure. And they're the two systems that we're giving the least amount of attention. And when I came into this performance environment, because again, I don't have a background in sporting performance. My background is in health science. Uh, when I came into the sporting world, I was absolutely staggered to realize that this foundational stuff was not part of their existing training. It was things that athletes would have to go and look elsewhere for, right? And this is where we start to see the imbalance. And you get these athletes that get right to the very top in their field. And unless they have good, unless they have good foundations, they crumble, man. You see it all the time. And once you're at the top and, and things start going wrong, it's very hard to go back and get the foundations right. Because what we'll often do when we're confronted in that scenario is add more load. The problem is the load is what ends up becoming the weakness. You. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, integrated training is just a way of looking at humans based on these individual body systems and realizing that if there's imbalance in one system, it'll have a ripple on effect through every other system. And we see that in the breathing all the time. I know you understand this stuff, but if your breathing is off, it affects your nervous system. It affects your, your cardiovascular capacity. It, it affects your musculoskeletal system. It's everything. And so the way that these systems interact is very important and to get an understanding of that and how, because a lot of these athletes come in and they're like, we're looking for the 1%. And it just, it always kind of bothers me because it's like, oh, come on, you're, you're not operating you're at 98. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, can you do me a favor, can you kind of dig in just a little bit on the respiratory system and maybe talk about some of the bigger picture items that people are missing right now? Yeah, well, you know, we breathe twenty to 30,000 times a day and most of us or, or many of us are breathing in a way that is actually detrimental to our health and performance. And where this comes from, it starts from a young age, you know, from, from the age of one to five, you're breathing that's perfect. We then get to the age of five and we go to school and we start sitting a lot. We put these kids into a 90 degree position and we don't sit upright. We can, we're compressed, right? And that compresses the lungs. It compresses the diaphragm and the body's an adaptive machine. So the body goes, right, this is too, too difficult. It starts shifting the breathing up a little bit into what we call an accessory muscle breath. This is a very insidious process, by the way. It doesn't happen overnight. You then add to that child. That child has a visual representation of their breathing and it's normally up into here, right? When, when, if you ask a child, where are your lungs? They'll point up here. The mind body connection is very important those same children start looking at their superheroes how do they breathe they then look at their parents how are they breathing you then add stress into the picture you know the stress of like once a kid gets through the 12 13 14 we start adding you know a bunch of stress in there and stress affects our breathing and so over time we adapt and this is this is called like complacent adaptation our breathing is one of the body systems that really adapts to stress in a negative way if we don't push back against that and so many people have no awareness of their breathing and when you don't have awareness of, so of something that's where imbalance starts creeping in and then you know we think of the stress as this external thing and nowadays the where the stress is coming from is in our bodies the stress is in our bodies and it's in our minds and unless we have 
an understanding of where that stress is coming from, how can we change it? And so the breathing is like, the breathing is the, the fundamental thing that we're doing that regulates our, it's the currency for energy, right? Like bring oxygen in and shift CO2 out. And if we're not doing it in a mechanically correct way, then that ends up becoming the stress. It's like pro- prodding the stress cycle with a with a hot prod, you know? This is so prevalent. start doing this superhero breathing like you're talking about? We've negatively adapted we have poor pattern breathing. How is that now going to impact stress? So for yes. chest breathing, we're, or we're slumped over for most of the day, we're not properly stacked and aligned. What's the downstream effect? Like what's happening? Yeah, good question. When we breathe in a pattern like that, so our breathing isn't right, that's physical stress. And that sends signals to the brain to activate stress response. And when we think of the stress response, when we really get down to it, that's actually your autonomic nervous system. So we have two branches, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Sympathetic is like having the accelerator on, adrenaline, cortisol, that upregulates us, gets us ready for battle. And the parasympathetic is like putting the brakes on. That's that calming feeling. And breathing in a pattern that is an efficient or what we call an accessory muscle breathing, shifting the breathing up into here, using your chest and shoulders, which again, I feel like it's like an epidemic of people that are breathing badly. That ends up activating the stress response. That breathing pattern ends up activating the stress response. So if we think we're breathing 20 to 30,000 times a day and we're doing it in a way that activates the stress response, how can we ever get out of stress? And then the other thing here is your breathing is an indirect way of manipulating or or altering your autonomic tone. So you can use your breathing in a way, soft, quiet, light, slow down your breathing rate, prolong the exhale phase of the breathing, and you can create more parasympathetic tone. So this is when we start getting into like the meditation or the uh, breathing flows that elicit a calm state. It's such a powerful way to intercept stress because it gets us back into our bodies. It gives us that interoception, that ability to be able to regulate our internal state to intercept stress and pressure in real time. That is a good word right there. So interoception is the key word there. And I would I would say that some of the best athletes or performers that we've worked with have a keen understanding of what's happening internally. Because that's what that is, is like, do you understand what's going on internally? Can you match that to your external environment? And when you can regulate your breathing, like, first of all, it's recognizing what's happening to you, then regulating in the moment so that you can get yourself back on track. But that, I think, is something that these recursive loops also of seeing, like, that's the wonderful thing about wearables if used appropriately is I see an external signal. Now I have the internal capability to regulate myself. How are you teaching folks to tap into that more? I think the key, man, the key to all of this stuff is with awareness alone, you will make huge adaptations to your health and performance just through awareness alone. So, mm. you know, when, when we talk about breathing, a lot of people aren't even aware of it. It, because it's innovated by the autonomic nervous system, we don't need to think about our breathing. It's taken care of uh, right. by that division of our That would make for a horrible day, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> for 20, 30,000 revolutions, you're having to think about this all day long? Yeah. Your blood pressure, your heart rate, these are all things we don't have to think about. But the, the breathing is different because we can take conscious control of our breathing. We can inhale whole. We can prolong the exhale phase. And in that way, we can adapt our breathing capacity. So we can actually, a lot of people don't even realize you can specifically train to improve your breathing capacity, to improve your breathing mechanics, to improve your CO2 tolerance, to improve your ability to use your breathing to regulate your state, your internal state in real time. This is like a superpower, man. Like when I train athletes who haven't trained breathing before and they tap into the system, it's all there waiting to be turbocharged. I mean, a lot of these athletes have impeccable physiology and, and it's just waiting to be tapped into it. 
big thing that blows my mind is I said this before, why is this not a mainstay of like performance training? And I know it's starting to garner much more attention now, but this to me is like the basics. This is it's hard to quantify for coaches. It is, yeah, yeah. Stakeholders. Oh, X didn't go up certain kilos, but hey, they're breathing better. And I'm just saying for to be quite honest, part of the problem with the system is the people at the top that are evaluating those doing their jobs don't have the requisite skill set to do so. And so when yeah. somebody like yourself enters an organization, and you're like, hey, we're going to see market change by improving our breathing mechanics, which is going to do this, this and this. The question then is, is like, well, you know, I don't see a bar moving or velocity on the field yet, yet. Yeah, that's one of the. This is one of the reasons why people have such poor connection to their breathing is because you can't see that muscle. Do you have it? You, know, you can't see the diaphragm. You can see your bicep. You can see your quad. You can't see a diaphragm. Most people don't even know what the diaphragm looks like, or, or in terms of diaphragmatic excursion, and and even being able to have a visual representation of how your diaphragm moves gives you better connection to that muscle, better ability to be able to use it to enhance performance and health. And, you know, the diaphragm isn't just a muscle of breathing. It's a muscle that improves our posture, improves intra-abdominal pressure, that pressure in your abdomen. When you inhale, your diaphragm drops down, increases the pressure in your abdomen to stabilize your lumbar spine. That pressure is then released on the exhale for distal mobility or power. You see this like when a boxer throws a punch, inhale, they throw the punch. Even like fine motor skills are all done on the exhale, you know, shooting, shooting a bow and arrow. You're holding and then you exhale and you and so the breathing is like this is what i find fascinating about the breathing is there's so many ways to use your breathing to enhance performance and health um it's not just around like your mechanics of breathing how you breathe but it's also like what we talked about being able to tap into this thing to intercept stress in real time because if we think about the stress cycle think about a time where you've got into an ice bath what's the first thing that starts that you notice <gasps> yeah when you when someone <laughs> When someone gives you a fright, the first thing is, well, what's that all yeah. about? That That is the body. That's the stress cycle. And that's the body trying to get more oxygen in because that oxygen needs to get to the working muscle. And so it's one of the first body systems that become upregulated is your breathing. And so if we think about that in terms of being able to leverage stress and pressure, if at the very top, your breathing starts going faster. Imagine if you are able to control it right there and do the opposite because we don't always want stress, right? And stress isn't a bad thing, but it's not that we don't want to be in a stress state. It's that we want the ability to be able to turn it up, but also dial it down a little bit. It's not about being in a calm state. It's about being in a stress state and being able to remain focused and work with the agitation. And the best way to do that is by controlling some of these key parameters of stress and your breathing is a massive one when i'm working with people and teaching them sort of stress threshold training it's all it's almost all about doing the opposite you breathe fast no you breathe slow you hold tension in your body no you stay relaxed you know your mind's ticking over no you focus your mind and so often it's about doing the, the opposite of these ingrained patterns of behavior so if somebody's really interested in going okay i want to take the next step personally to learn more about this so I can include this skill in my repertoire, whether it be for, you said all people are athletes, but I would just say to perform better and whatever that looks like for them, where can they learn more about this? First of all, it goes back to like awareness alone. Just someone listening to this will probably go out and start Googling stuff, right? Or start listening to your, you know, more of your podcast around stress. Awareness is so powerful, man. In terms of like my work, I do one-on-one -on -one work with clients all over the world. And 60, 70% of my work is working with people who are burnt out, man, who are really suffering with the ability to control acute stress. And, you know, chronic stress is just acute stress practiced over and over again without pushing back against it. And now, Nowadays, 
we get very good at practicing acute stress because it's everywhere, you know, like someone pulls in front of you in the car, you get all pissed off, something happens, we can't let go of it, we hold on to it, we ruminate over it, and it's some, um, man, this stress is everywhere. But that also gives us this opportunity to practice stress uh, and get really good at it. Yeah, That's so yeah. a beautiful way to look at it. It's, I love that. It's, you know, we talk about this low-grade fever of stress, but every time there is that acute stress, there's an opportunity to intervene and to get better. Oh, man, and it's powerful. I was talking to a friend of mine Recently, we were talking about, he kind of pushed back on me. I would say it's a fallacy that you can, quote, manage stress. You can't manage the inputs, right? Like you, as a paramedic, arrive on a scene. You can't manage maybe a horrific thing that you're about to see. What you can control, though, or regain control of is, is how you respond. And so I yeah. guess what you're saying is, is this input's coming in now that I'm experiencing this thing now i have a strategy to regulate in the moment and it can be practiced and when you practice it over and over and over and over again that response is going to be different it's kind of like this the curve begins to settle yeah one th one thing there man is like people's way of managing it a lot of people's way of managing it is to avoid it right and if you avoid it it's still going to be there and then it becomes amplified you know we talk about embracing stress going towards stress using stress to your advantage well you're never going to get good at stress unless you go towards it unless you go towards the fear apprehension tension and with repeat exposure you start working it out right you don't have to know all the answers you don't have to have all the tools what you got to do is go towards it and get used to it right and get used to working in that environment but unfortunately a lot of people avoid it because they think stress is bad because they've had one bad relationship with a stress or pressure moment in their life that's impacted them and then and then they taint the whole thing with that brush and it's like no that's just one event you know stress is not bad for you stress is good for you if we learn to leverage it to our advantage to enhance performance and health and actually it's not that difficult it comes back to understanding you know how stress impacts us physically and mentally getting the tools to be able to push back against stress and practicing it you know increases our stress threshold man there's a lot of stressed people out there there's a lot of people that are suffering and that's what i'm learning with my own work in this field and running this calm under pressure workshop out is that you know people have are struggling to understand their own bodies you know and they're getting stuck in this thing and they're looking for convoluted solutions to simple problems comes convoluted because we're stuck in it I, i'm very thankful that there's guys like you out there doing this work that are stepping in the gap and helping folks so if people are interested in engaging with you they can reach out to you on your website and yeah. in instagram i'll put that in the show notes and then also you have a in-person workshop that you do called calm under pressure correct yeah that's that we run that workshop every six weeks here in new zealand and three things that we focus on is getting people to understand the underlying mechanisms giving them the skills and then putting them in real-time practical situations so they can apply that knowledge but humans need all three of those things and my goal with that workshop is to make it the best workshop of its kind in the world so i'm aiming high there <laughs> but, i love it hey yeah. if you're going to go for it you better go all the way right yeah well, i want to take this workshop overseas and i also want to make it virtual but it's in its infancy we've been running it for a year now but it's um it's gathered a lot of momentum here in new zealand Thanks again for listening to today's show and make sure to tune in next week when we discuss Dave's five-step method for intercepting stress in the moment so you can respond rather than react to stress. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.